Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September? Also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. And I'm the co-host of the Goop Fellas podcast, and this is OPP. Pop bless everybody, and welcome back to another episode of OPP. Other people's podcasts highlights America's top podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Dr. Will Cole, host of the amazing podcast, Goodfellas. On Goodfellas, two friends who have become familiar with unlikely personal transformations have raw conversations with people who have experienced profound shifts in perspective and well-being. Together, Dr. Will Cole and his co-host, Chef Seamus Mullen, get at the catalyst that bring people out of their dark night and into their purpose. From the lessons they learned along the way, you'll find something you'll need to bring about a change, big or small, in your own life. In this episode, we get to learn more about Dr. Will Cole. We chat about his book, The Inflammation Spectrum. We get his podcaster's picks. And of course, we get into his dope show, Goodfellas. So, allow me to introduce you to Dr. Will Cole. All right, here we go. Dr. Will Cole, good morning to you, my man. How you doing? Hey, Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Dude, life is good out here in Brooklyn. Like I said earlier, when it's a sunny day in Brooklyn, I got no complaints. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's cloudy here in Pittsburgh right now, but it's okay. I'm blessed still. There, there we go. There we go. That's the right attitude to have, my man. So first mm-hmm. of all, I'm a big fan of you, and I'm a big fan of Goobfellas. And I've learned so much about you and about health from yourself and from your podcast. So for the Thank audience who, who are meeting you for the first time, give us give me a little introduction to, to who you are. Yeah, so I am a functional medicine practitioner. So my, my day job is consulting patients around the world via webcam consultation. So Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., that's what I'm doing. And um, then I have case review days, typically Friday and writing and research on Friday. So my, my main bulk of my week is, is really immersing myself and getting patients well. And we deal with patients with autoimmune conditions and 
uh, brain issues like anxiety and depression and fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, and digestive issues and um, hormonal problems, hormonal imbalances. So that's my main focus. And then uh, because I love that and I love functional medicine and I've learned a lot over the years consulting patients and research, uh, is I've written books about it. Um, so my first book is called Ketotarian. It's a mostly plant-based ketogenic book. And then my second book is The Inflammation Spectrum. So it's a, sort of a broader view of inflammation and how it exists on a spectrum and ways to calm inflammation, specific to brain inflammation and autoimmune conditions and digestive issues, some of the, the those type of cases that I'm used to seeing with my patients. Um, and I also co-host the podcast Goop Fellas, which is Goop's first spinoff podcast. Goop is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's wellness brand. So Gwyneth and Elise Lunin, the chief content officer at Goop, uh, co-host the main podcast, the Goop podcast, and then Seamus Mullen, a good friend of mine who's a chef, um, him and I host Goop Fellas, which is sort of a guy's perspective on wellness and health and life transformation. So that's my my uh, what I do. I love I love all the aspects of of what I get to do and um, professionally and personally. I'm married. I have two kids and I love, I have two golden doodles. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? I'll tell you, I'll keep going. <laughs> uh, well, how'd you first fall in love uh, and get involved in the health and wellness space? Well, I grew up in a home like that was very much in many ways, like from a health perspective, at least very ahead of the times. My mom and dad really were interested in that in the eighties and nineties. And we didn't grow up in like trendy New York or like Abbott Kinney in Venice. We, I, I grew up in the countryside outside of Pittsburgh, um, Pennsylvania, and um, definitely not a, a center of, of wellness and, and trends. But uh, we were having the weird adaptogenic tonics and the raw and organic and sprouted and the this and all the health stuff that, that was out there at that time in the 80s and 90s. So that formed my perspective on food and the difference between what I was eating at home and like what my friends were having at school. And then that evolved to me wanting to be formally trained in health and wellness. So I went to Southern California University of Health Sciences, uh, which is a health and wellness school. Um, and I heard of a guy called Tatis Karazian who had gone to my school. He was older than I was, but he was talking about this exciting field of healthcare called functional medicine. So that's when I knew in college um, that I wanted to that's how I wanted to help people. Before it was like health and wellness. I didn't know what it would look like, but then this made complete sense to me. It was sort of this perfect amalgamation between the best of being evidence-based and being the best, what I would, I would say the best of conventional medicine, which is running labs and getting a perspective and doing your due diligence clinically, but having a broader view and looking at labs perspective and multiple labs perspective to get a comprehensive evidence-based view of the root, causes of why people are going through what they're going through, which then brings in sort of the other side of that amalgamation, which is alternative medicine, which is getting to the root cause, but doing it in an evidence-based way. Um, so that's what functional medicine is. And now, it's, I mean, that was years ago. Now it's like the Cleveland Clinic has a functional medicine center and IFM, the Institute for Functional Medicine, who's trained me and my team. It's a lot more mainstream than it was when I first got into this space. 
But we were consulting patients online way back in the day because I would write about this and talk about this online. And people in other states and countries would say, like, well, like, that's me and saw themselves in things that I wrote or, you know, podcasts I was on or, you know, videos I would put on YouTube. And um, they wanted to get a functional medicine perspective on their case. So that kind of grew the virtual clinic that we started all those years ago. And uh, now it's almost a hundred percent of my patients are online. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I, I love doing. And that's how I got in, got into the space. Now you are the author of the inflammation spectrum. Uh, tell me more about this book. Yeah. So the inflammation spectrum, my second book, uh, it, really is born out of my clinical experience consulting patients and seeing what works, what doesn't when it comes to food and non-food things. So we're educating people in the book how inflammation exists on a spectrum from mild symptoms like low-grade fatigue, maybe some bloating, digestive issues, maybe some background anxiety. These are things that sadly are ubiquitous. I see them so much where people just settle for it because it's their everyday. But just because something's common doesn't necessarily mean it's normal. Like ubiquity doesn't necessarily equate with normalcy. And many people just settle for those low-grade inflammatory issues. Uh, That's one end of the inflammation spectrum. And then the other end of the inflammation spectrum are the full-blown autoimmune conditions or hormonal problems or metabolic issue or just overt inflammatory problems. Because inflammation is the common link between all of these health issues. When you look at autoimmune conditions, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, to mental health issues like anxiety and depression and fatigue. There's a whole field of research referred to as the cytokine model of cognitive function. Cytokines are pro-inflammatory cells. So it's looking at how inflammation impacts how our brain works, how inflammation impacts mental health. And that's something that I've been talking a lot about doing the, the press tour for the inflammation spectrum is that we like to separate mental health from physical health. But mental health is physical health. Our brain is in our body, and you cannot separate the two. There are physiological reasons why people have these mental health issues, and research is pointing to inflammation's role into being a driver of these mental health problems, um, and then so on and so forth. So we're, I, I, that's how the book starts off, with f- allowing people to find out where they're at on the inflammation spectrum. And then what are specific plans they can do depending on where they're at on the inflammation spectrum. So we look at autoimmunity, brain health, gut health, hormone health, detoxification, musculoskeletal issues. I mean, there's seven main sections on the inflammation spectrum as I put it in the book. And then the eighth section is something called polyinflammation. It's the interconnectedness between the seven because the body's interconnected and things happening in the gut can happen, can influence the brain. Things that happen in the brain can impact the hormone system and so on and so forth. So it, that's what the book's about. And then we talk about food ways to calm inflammation and what the research is pointing to in ways to calm inflammation and then non-food ways. Because it's not just about food. So we have to look at stress and toxins and social media addiction and screen time and social isolation and sleep. All of these things are constantly and dynamically instructing inflammation. So the things that we do in life, every food that we eat is either feeding inflammation or fighting it. And I want to teach people, to teach people in the book what they can do to have agency over their wellness to start feeling great again and living the life they were they were created to live. Uh, before I listened to the episode of Goop Fellas where you talked about inflammation, I didn't exactly know 
the definition of what it was. I just knew it was kind of like a, a nasty word that I didn't want, right? Yeah. It's, it's not a yeah. positive word. So I knew it wasn't a good thing. Uh, but for the audience right. who are, who's listening today, can you, do, can you give me more of a simple definition of what inflammation is? Sure. So it's a, inflammation is a product of the immune system. So it's not inherently bad. We actually need healthy, balanced inflammation. It fights viruses and bacteria. It's actually very important for human health. So just like anything else in the body, it's, it's subject to the Goldilocks principle, right? Not too high, not too low, but just right. That applies to hormones. We don't want super high hormones. We don't want super low hormones. We want balanced hormones. We want a nice circadian rhythm of certain hormones. Same with our gut microbiome, all the trillions of bacteria and yeast in our microbiome and mycobiome. These are not inherently bad. We need healthy, we don't want too much bacteria. We don't want bacterial or yeast overgrowth, but we don't want deficiencies of these either. So it's creating homeostasis in the body. And that's the same with inflammation. It's, it's subject to that same law that's governing our physiology. It's, it's not too high, not too low, but just right. It's chronic inflammation. It's, it's inf- inflammation that's burning in perpetuity too high for too long. That's the problem. When it's thrown out of balance, that's when the issues arise. So that's what chronic inflammation is. And chronic inflammation, this sort of low-grade, diffuse inflammation, uh, is the link between all of these health problems that I talked about. So it's, I mean, if you look at the statistics, it's it's impacting more people than it's not impacting, meaning most of the human race is dealing with abnormal inflammation. And that's quite sobering and quite, you know, kind of depressing a little bit. But if you look at the other side of it, there's so much influence that we wield. Every meal that we eat, every every action that we take is another opportunity to have and support healthy, balanced inflammation levels, calming inflammation to a place where you can feel great, you can look great, and you can live the life you're meant to live. So that's what inflammation is. Uh, Dr. Cole, you've educated me more on inflammation uh, than I have from my own doctor. Why is this not being talked about when I go to the doctor uh, regularly? Why, why is this kind of a topic that kind of goes unnoticed? Well, I mean, I think that obviously everybody has their own different doctor with different like ways of, of communicating and bedside manner and all that stuff. But I think generally speaking, why we are seeing, seeing a systemic lack of education in this space is because Doctors are largely trained, conventionally trained, to diagnose the disease and match it with a medication or a surgery when that's appropriate. And look, that has its place. Some people are alive because of medication. Some people are needing life-saving surgeries. And I talk about this in the book. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just not going to be all things for all people. And when you see doctors training as far as clinical nutrition – they will research shows that most conventional doctors would fail a basic nutrition test. You and when you're talking about ways to calm inflammation, that is largely going to be um, they are going to give you maybe they're going to recommend a steroid or an immunosuppressant or an NSAID or a painkiller or whatever medication that they're trying to give you for anything else. If it's a thyroid, it's a thyroid medication. If it's a blood pressure, it's a blood pressure medication. If it's a cholesterol, it's a cholesterol medication. It's this sort of medicinal matching game. Other than that, they don't really have any guidance for anybody. They're just told, told, see see you later, see you in six months. These are the pills. And then if there is some sort of dietary 
instructions for, to anybody, they will typically send them to a dietitian or something like that. And then a lot of the um, guidance, I would say, that a lot of RDs are giving people are really not based in the latest research. It's sort of outdated. Now, there are some amazing RDs in my space. Some of my best colleagues are RDs, so I don't want to oversimplify that. But a lot of the, the information that's being taught in hospitals or in this conventional systems aren't supremely beneficial um, when it comes to wellness. They're in the paradigm of disease management. Uh, and they're not even talking about food and wellness for many people. They're just told there's nothing that you can do. Food does nothing to your biochemistry, is what many people are told, especially people in the autoimmune uh, world and in the digestive world. And, you know, I think at best people are told food has something to do with diabetes. Um, but even then, that's a newer thing because uh, 12 years ago, 11 years ago, when I was talking about functional medicine and the ability to reverse diabetes in a lot of cases and improve it in every case, um, it was considered radical to people. We would get calls from people saying, how could you say that? You could reverse diabetes? How could you say that you could uh, that doctors could reduce and eliminate medications. Once you have diabetes, you always have diabetes. It was radical for us to be saying that 11, 12 years ago. Now, it's not so radical. Now, it's a lot more conventional for people to say, yeah, you can manage this. You can reverse this in many cases. You can really do a lot with the foods you eat to manage diabetes. And that's just diabetes. So we made some progress in diet, type 2 diabetes over these past this past decade. But there's a lot of progress that has to be made in other spaces of health and wellness, especially mental health, autoimmune conditions, digestive issues. They do not talk about it because the training is just not there. The focus is on pharmacology. The focus is, is pharmaceuticals and surgery. That's where the bread and butter is when it comes to the conventional medicine. We talk a lot about uh, exercise and we talk about uh, food, right, as, as common ways to improve our health. But what role, I live in New York City, which is a very stressful environment, right? Like I always say it's one of the most unnatural places to live. Like the, my, the distance by which I can see the farthest is just across the street. Buildings are sky high. Uh, what role does environment play, uh, if at all, with increased inflammation? Well, it plays a, bit, a major role. Um, and I think getting out in nature has been shown in studies to be very beneficial. I mean, and if you live in an urban area, I think getting out to a park in any green space, I mean, obviously Central Park's a, a great space for that. I mean, but in, in any other smaller park, it's just finding that little oasis of green in nature. And studies have shown that that has one tool to help to lower inflammation quite dramatically. Uh, in Korea and Japan, uh, it's referred to, it's translated basically as forest bathing. And um, pretty remarkable studies showing uh its ability to lower inflammation levels, lowering stress levels, <clears throat> lowering inflammatory cascades, improving health and wellness for people. So those are some of those non-food tools that I talk about in the inflammation spectrum to start to integrate into your life. And really what a lot of this, the commonality between a lot of the stuff that we're talking about in the book and all the things I talk about with patients is getting in alignment with our biochemistry. Because research estimates that 
our genetics haven't changed in 10,000 years, our DNA. So, but yeah, our world has changed very dramatically in a very short period of time when you look at looking at the totality of human existence. So it's really when we're looking at the foods that we're eating or like I'm saying, getting out in nature or getting proper sleep, all of these things are allowing our body, our physiology to do what it's done for 10,000 plus years that will be in alignment with that. Because our research is kind of looking at this mismatch between genetics and epigenetics as being a major driver to chronic inflammatory issues, chronic disease, and autoimmune conditions. So uh, it's a lot of, of, of fixing those problems is allowing the human body to be as much as humanly possible to be in alignment with, with what it's, with, with, with what it's adapted to. Mm. Uh, Dr. Wilco, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into your podcast, Goop Fellas. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. Okay, so Dr. Cole, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? Well, um, I actually co-hosted a podcast for two years called Keto Talk. And it was, uh, I co-hosted it with Jimmy Moore, who actually had the show before me. And there was another doctor on, and the doctor wanted to take a break from the show. He left the show and he, um, that's when Jimmy, who I knew from the speaking circuit in the wellness world, um, he said, hey, do you want to come on and answer people's health questions? And I'm like, I do that all day long. It's super easy for me. <laughs> I could do that. So I, I co-hosted Keto Talk for two years. And towards the, we're on a sabbatical right now. He's taking a break. Um, but it kind of worked out because that's when Goop, Goop Fellas is picking up. Um so that's how I kind of learned about the medium of podcasts is through Keto Talk. But before I was a co-host on Keto Talk, I had been on as a guest on many, many podcasts. So I can't, I, I have never counted it, but I've probably been on over a hundred different podcasts as a guest. So I am, it's, it's part of my job because it's communicating about health and wellness and people want to know about it. Well, when you were a, a guest on on the show, did you on on different shows? Did you instantly know that you would want to be a host of one yourself? Yeah, because I, I, I think I think talking about it, it it's one of my passion as far as the communication of talking about things that I'm I'm passionate about. So I knew that, um, but I was so busy with my patient load. And my team actually would always tell me, like, you need to do a podcast. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't have time. I, I love writing. So I spent my time writing when I wasn't seeing patients. I'm like, how am I going to have time to do a podcast? Um, and then God just works things out. And it just it, it helps me out so much to, like, 
co-host a show like Keto Talk because I don't have to do the editing. I don't have to do all the ins and outs. That's not my forte. To have someone where I can just show up and do what I'm passionate about is communicating about health and wellness and being a voice in this space in my own unique way. Uh, that's how it worked out with Keto Talk because I didn't have to do all the back end stuff. I didn't have to promote it. I didn't have to do the editing and all the stuff that, as you know, uh, with your own show, it takes a lot of time. Oh yeah, uh, and and I with you with my main job being seeing patients, I didn't have time for that. So it was either going to be that way or no way, um, and and that's how Goodfellas came about too, um, which I had uh, known Seamus Mullen for a long time, and um, I knew Gwyneth and Elise separately too, and then we all had were mutual friends of each other, um, and then that same thing. So Goop handles it brilliantly. So they get to handle all the back end stuff and the editing. And I just show up and, and give what I'm, what I'm passionate about. Um, so it allows me to still see patients full time, but still be able to do the podcasting thing too. Now uh, for folks who have not, who've not had a chance to check out Goop fellas, give me the elevator pitch of the show. Well, it's, a, it's about life transformation. So we basically have the top experts in their field, whether you're talking about psychology or neuroendocrinology or th- therapists or medical doctors, life coaches, Reiki healers, psychology, psychological astrologists, all the sort of very unique uh, niches of their field we are having on the show. And it is sort of coming from two guys' perspective that are in health and wellness and are really kind of wanting to get the the best out of these guests to kind of give people who otherwise are would never be able to talk to these people or wouldn't even think they would want to talk to these people um, are going to learn some fresh perspective to elevate their life, to transform their life. So really cool stuff because we're not just just talking about health and wellness, which we certainly are doing that still, but we're getting things that are dealing with life health and mental health and financial health and uh, going overcoming traumas and addictions. It's really uh, been such a great exploration for me on a personal level because it's expanded my boundaries of for keto talk i was just talking about uh, health and wellness this has really been more than just that for me it's just a full circle uh, perspective on human human optimization tell me the origin story of how goop fellas came together um, so the Goop podcast is the main podcast. It's uh, hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Elise Lunin. Um, and they are coming from their perspective, um, and having really game changers in the space. And I honestly, I think they have one of the best podcasts out there. And, um, and I had r- known them, uh, both personally and professionally for a couple of years and I contributed to Goop and spoke at different summits for them and, and knew them. And then um, Seamus Mullen, I, he's a world-class chef um, from Vermont originally, spent most of his career in New York City. He just recently relocated to LA and he, um, I'd known him years prior as well. And it kind of all came in together where Goop was seeing more and more guys getting interested in health and wellness. And um, they said, hey, do you want to do this the show? And we didn't know exactly what it would look like. Um, but it, it really turned out very beautifully, in my opinion. And um, we're impacting people. And it's not just a guy's show. It's just coming from a guy's perspective. But we it's for anybody, really. If you're wanting to learn 
about um, fun, new, interesting things that you didn't think of before, then the show is definitely for you. Who are some of the amazing guests uh, that you've had on the show? Well, we had some amazing people. We've we've had um, Rob Lowe, the actor on the show. We've had um, an episode that I really liked recently. It was Jennifer Freed. She is a psychological astrologist, PhD. Really fascinating uh, alchemy between those two spaces. Um, we had... Um, Melissa Hartwick Urban, the co-founder of Whole30, good friend of mine. We had Catherine Budig, who's a world-class yoga instructor. We had um, a lot of good, um, like marriage counselors, relationship therapists, and I, I got I got a chance to like basically have a session with them on the air <laughs> and talk about relationship advice. So um, yeah, I mean, those are some of them. I'm, I'm probably forgetting a lot of them, but. I, Every week, every Wednesday, there's a new episode. So it's really some good conversations that we have. Now, you touched on this um, a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to go a little bit more in depth on what have you learned personally from doing this show? Um, it, I, what I learned personally about the, doing the show is are things that I don't spend my time researching normally. So I'm used to researching functional medicine in people's labs and getting to the root cause of why people are going through what they're going through. So I do that with patients for the past 11 years. And I did that with Keto Talk. When people came in with their health questions, I would research those too. Um, so that was my grind and groove of really uh, just immersing myself in that space of functional medicine. This I do, I'm an over-researcher and over-preparer, and I, I really do my best to research the guests. So I'll do that in the evenings after I'm done with patients or on the weekends. I'll research these guests um, to get to really understand them. So I wouldn't normally sit and read a book about that, but I really appreciated uh, the opportunity to really learn about things that I normally wouldn't spend time learning on, not because I'm not in. It is very interesting, but because that's not my wasn't my main focus for the past decade, so it was very um, different for me. Because you know, some people can have their job and then they can let their job go, or they really enjoy reading, but they enjoy reading fiction. For me, it was like no. When I, in my downtime, I was reading about health for an article or for a patient case. And it was very like, I was very myopic in that way. And I, and I think it served me in many ways, my, my sort of obsessive personality, but it, um, it allowed me to sort of diversify my learning, which is really good for any one of us to be diversified and not be so myopic all the time. And that's what the show has really helped me do. And what do you want listeners to walk away with uh, after listening to an episode? I want them to be curious coming in and have an open mind and open heart um, and learn. They're going to, they're going to learn something each and every episode. And I really make sure as the interviewer to allow, to allow the takeaways to come out and be actionable. And I think, and I actually know this and I've said this before is that it's my consulting for patients all these years that have really helped me, I think, be a, a good interviewer. Because I want to get to the root cause of the patient case. And that's like my job is to like listen, but also be curious and pull out the, the content that I'm looking for for my patients to give them answers that they're looking for so I can run the appropriate labs and, and, and give them the answers they're looking for because I have difficult cases. So it's that 
skill set that I've honed in over the years that I've now been able to put into Goopfellas is to be curious, to listen, to not just talk over people, but to ask engaging questions to pull out the content that would help me as the listener right in front of them, but also to the audience that are trying, because I want this actually to be edifying and not just be, you know, sound candy. I want it to actually be edifying someone's life. So, Dr. Will Cole, we have come to a point in the interview called Our Podcasters Picks. Now, this is where I ask uh, our special guest to tell me their top three favorite podcasts and describe mm-hmm. them to the audience. So, Dr. Will Cole, take it away. Wow. I, and <laughs> this is uh, – I'm actually not – you'd think that I would be – like the aficionado of podcasts, but I actually don't. Other than researching guests, I don't really listen to podcasts that much because I don't really have the time to do it. Um, but I do listen to a few podcasts. And my favorite podcast has to be, number one, has to be Slow Burn from Slate Magazine. Uh, they are, I love that podcast. Such good research, very engaging. Season one was... Watergate uh, with Richard Nixon. Season two was the Monica Lewinsky trial with Bill Clinton. Season three was Biggie and Tupac, which I'm in right now. It's every there's a new episode every week, and just like as a kid of the '90s, like to go through that and hear what the ins and outs of the dynamic between the two were is fascinating. Uh, and um, so that's slow burn number one. So, uh, number two, I have to say Goop Podcast, and I'm, they're not paying me to say that. I just love the content, and that's one of the few podcasts that I listen to uh, with Elise and Gwyneth. And then I, if I had to say three, it would be um, uh, Do The Thing. Melissa Hartwig Urban, a good friend of mine with Whole30, she has an amazing Do The Thing podcast. Uh, which she has such cool in, uh, information and guests on that uh, I really enjoy. And Dr. Will Cole, why do you podcast? I podcast to convey my heart on matters that you that you can't do in any other way in a long form format like you can with podcasts. Because with like social media posts, it's, it's little highlight reels. It's like a blurb of something. And with like articles, you're sending a message in a specific topic. It's at least for me, I'm writing about health topics with podcast it's a long form it's more contextual uh and you're able to get beyond sound bites which i really think our culture needs because even when you look at the news and the like the media it's very much mostly about the advertisement and you're getting like little tiny sound bites and then there's advertising what i like about podcasts is they go a little bit longer a little bit deeper uh, of course there's advertising for many of the shows but it allows people to get beyond sound bites and talking points to really get to human connection in a modern way which that's that's why i podcast dr cole it is such an honor to have you as a guest on OPP. I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of Goopfellas. And thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP. And to our special guest, Dr. Will Cole. You can find his podcast, Goopfellas, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Six Sense. Theme music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating in the Apple app. And let me know your favorite podcast in the review section. 
Lastly, before we get out of here, check out my other show, Silent Giants, which highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. And you can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pod bless everybody. Till next time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.